Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 28th of April, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Let's kick off this edition with some great news for Venezuelan baseball fans. On Saturday the 24th, Miguel Cabrera became the first Venezuelan to reach 3,000 hits. At 39 years old, Cabrera became one of the seven players in Major League Baseball history to have a record of 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. In political news, on Tuesday the 26th, the Venezuelan Supreme Court of Justice elected its magistrates. Twelve out of the 20 magistrates were re-elected members of the Socialist Party. The magistrates were appointed one month after the scheduled date. On Saturday the 23rd, Nicolás Maduro reshuffled his cabinet, making several changes. In particular, a noteworthy change to point out is the appointment of a new Minister of Industries and National Production. Even though the previous one had been appointed only four months ago, Maduro also ratified Diosdado Cabello as the first vice president of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, at the 5th Congress, he urged the members of the Socialist Party to watch their peers' behavior closely and to speak up if they saw someone involved in corruption. In the same meeting, Maduro accused Ivan Duque, president of Colombia, of infiltrating the mafiosi to attack the public forces of Venezuela and thus destabilize the country, just like the infamous drug trafficker Pablo Escobar did in the 80s in Colombia. Nearly two years after his arrest, Roland Carreño's trial has finally been scheduled for the 2nd of May. Carreño, a nationally recognized journalist and influencer, was arrested in October 2020. And the night he was detained, the police didn't tell him what the charges against him were. However, days later, he was accused of having weapons and large amounts of cash in his home. For months, his relatives did not know of his whereabouts and his lawyers were not able to contact him. Some news on the environment. On Friday the 22nd, the Forum Venezuela, colon, Escazú Agreement Now, was held where experts in biology and environmental sciences demanded Venezuela's compliance to the Escazú Agreement. Alejandro Álvarez, biologist and environmental activist, assures that Maduro will not enter into the agreement due to corruption. Álvarez also said that Maduro should sign the agreement soon, otherwise access to drinking water in the country will become more difficult in the coming years due to water contamination and deforestation. In international news, Rick Scott, Republican senator of the state of Florida, asked President Biden to expel Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua from the summit of the Americas. Summit will be held in June in Los Angeles. Scott assures that the government of these countries are illegitimate and corrupt and should not be legitimized by letting them participate in the summit. Maria Dolores de Arguezes, the lawyer of Hugo El Pollo Carvajal, said that if the U.S. justice system asks Carvajal to testify against Gustavo Petro, he will do so. Gustavo Petro is one of the presidential candidates in Colombia. His popularity declined after he was suspected that he had strong ties with the Chavismo movement. 
Recently, Petro publicly asked Piedad Cordoba to stop supporting him after it became known that she might be involved in corruption deals with Alexa. At the Colombian-Venezuelan border, Colombia will lift the pico y cedula restrictions as of the 1st of May. The system allowed Venezuelans to cross the border to Colombia on certain days, which were assigned to citizens according to their identity card number. Now let's talk about the economy. Oil companies Schlumberger, Halliburton, Baker Hughes, and Weatherford International are pressuring the Biden administration to reactivate their operations in Venezuela. All the activities of these companies have been on hold since 2019, when the U.S. sanctioned Venezuela. According to the well-respected British newspaper The Economist, the U.S. government is planning to hold a second meeting with Maduro's cabinet in the coming days. The purpose of this meeting is to establish agreements on oil matters. On Tuesday the 26th, Maduro condoned the debt from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. A debt of 70 million U.S. dollars had been acquired through Petrocaribe. Now that the debt had been condoned, the island's prime minister, Ralph Gonzalez, assured that weekly shipments of the urea for agricultural fertilizers and asphalt will be reactivated. In addition, New economic agreements between St. Vincent and Venezuela are being considered, and Venezuela will receive discounts on future trades. Within the country, the workers of Carton Venezuela, formerly known as Smurfit Kappa, claim that in the next few weeks, the country could run out of cardboard and paper. The company has been paralyzed for more than four months because the workers did not receive their salaries or social benefits. However, the company continued to sell its stored products. At the moment, there are less than 600 tons of paper and cardboard left. This company is one of the few paper companies that remained in operation after the wave of expropriations that took place a decade ago. The film Ecoanalytica stated that almost 60% of payments within the country are made with foreign currency. In its monthly study, it was determined that in March, payments made in bolivars have increased considerably compared to previous months, making up to around 40% of all transactions made in the country. Moving on to some travel news. Due to the loosening of COVID-19 restrictions, and the apparent economic improvement in Venezuela, airlines are once again flying into the country. TAP Air Portugal resumed flights between Caracas and Lisbon with a frequency of two flights per week, opening a new connection between Venezuela and Europe. International airports in other parts of the country are also resuming flights. Barquisimeto Airport now has a new route to and from Panama with two weekly flights. And to close this edition, Another Venezuelan is sparking widespread interest on Netflix. This time, Leonardo Padron, a longtime writer, recently premiered his new project, Palpito, on the streaming platform. Padron, who has written a large number of telenovelas in Venezuela and in the United States, created the 16-episode project, which is already one of the most-watched series in the world. If you miss Venezuelan telenovelas, we recommend you to watch Palpito this weekend. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do you like our updates? Tell your friends. Tell us how we can get better. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. Follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima.